Hi ladies, here to do um, week five, day three. Can you believe we are almost done with this ser- with this Bible study series? It has been a wonderful one too. This day is called the Church on the Move, Acts. And our reading is going to be Acts 2. So we're going to go ahead and start by listening to um, Acts 2, the whole part of that. Maybe. There we go. Acts 2. <laughs> When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia... Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices. 
my body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the Patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Acts. All right, that was all of Acts 2. On page 90, it says, The book of Acts is a New Testament book of history. It is the history of the church as it takes place after the resurrection. The book of Acts is considered to be the sequel to the book of Luke. It is the continuing story of the Gospels. The book of Acts chronicles for us many key events in the life of the church, such as the coming of the Holy Spirit at the Pentecost. It is the key book that transitions us from the Gospels and gives us greater understanding of the setting in which the apostles or letters were written. In Acts 1.8, Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit just as he had spoken of in the Gospels, and he also reminded his followers of that mission. 
and that it was entrusted to them at the end of the Gospels to be his witnesses to the entire world. This mission would be the mission of every believer to spread the message of the Gospel to the entire world. They would begin right where they were in Jerusalem and spread to Judea, Samaria, and ultimately to the ends of the earth. In Acts 2, the Holy Spirit would come upon believers, and Peter would boldly proclaim the message of the gospel. In his, teach, in his preaching, he would tie together the Old and New Testaments. He would remind the people the promises of God expressed through the prophets and remind them of the promises given to David. He would clearly explain that Jesus was the plan from before the ages. Jesus was never, the, never plan B. In Acts 2.42, we see believers gathering together and dedicating their lives to the teaching of the apostles and the fellowship with each other. Scripture would be the backbone of the church as believers were added daily to the body of Christ. The book continues by showing the events that were happening in the early church. We see Stephen become the first in the name of Jesus after he has recounted the story of the Old Testament. We are introduced to Saul who would later become the Apostle Paul. When he is introduced, he is a prosecutor of the church. But by chapter 9, we see his glorious conversation on the road to Dem Demonicus. As the book of Acts and the church continues to move, we are reminded of how God uses even the worst things. Paul goes into the church and continues to move. We are reminded of how God uses even... Oops, I just read that. Paul goes into the synagogues that were all over Asia Minor as a result of the exile to bring the message of the gospel to those religion, to those regions. And Paul would reach those regions via the Roman roads that had been built during this instrumental period. All the ways that God had been working through the exile and the instrumental period were now equipping the rapid spread of the gospel. The book of Acts is a testament of God's faithfulness, faithfulness to accomplish his purposes. We are encouraged by the book of Acts because these purposes are accomplished through ordinary people that surrendered to the Lord and were led by the Spirit to build God's kingdom here on earth. Question 1. Read Acts 1.8. What would happen after the coming of the Holy Spirit? In Acts 2.23-24, it reminds us that Jesus was the definite and sure plan for all time. How have we seen glimpses of that throughout the story of Scripture? And question three. Make a list of the things that the believers were dedicated to from Acts 2.42. How should these things be a part of our lives as believers? End of day three.